good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the resurrection and the life. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. Um, do you know, I've so enjoyed the service so far. Who's enjoyed the service so far? What a wonderful presence of God. Um, thank you for that worship. And uh, Well, we need to thank God, really, isn't it? Because it's God who comes through the worship and, and touches our hearts. Um, you know, when we, Dave and I, go on a sabbatical in, uh, in September... And we're going to go round as many churches as we can in Liverpool to see what's going on. Because you don't when you always come to your own. But I tell you what, I might be totally biased here, but uh, I don't think we'll find many better than this one. <laughs> but I am terribly biased. And just to say for Jan, it's so lovely to see you, Jan. We've known Jan a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, to hear her testimony so powerfully... And she says she's standing. And I'd just like to say, Jan, we're standing with you. We're standing with you. We have from day one. We've been praying and uh, just standing with you and what you're going through. And so it's lovely to see Jan today, isn't it? I don't think she'll make it every week, will you? Because it's see how things go. But it's so lovely to, to have her. Um, I am... Uh, We've had this series, haven't we? Um, last week we had I Am The Good Shepherd, I think. The week before we had I Am The Bread Of Life. And um, this week, it hasn't been announced what I'm going to talk about. But I just wonder if anyone can guess. I'm going to give you a little clue here. Can you see that? Is it too low? I don't even know if that's going to light up. Is it very dim? There it is. I am the light of the world. Now let's just pause in the presence of God this morning. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are the light of the world. We thank you for your presence here today. We thank you that you've already spoken. And we just commit this next half an hour to you, Lord, that you would touch every heart in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You know, we usually talk about the light of the world at Christmas, don't we? We usually light candles. We usually sing that song, Light of the World. We usually read uh, some of the prophecies from uh, the Old Testament. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. And uh, we sort of relegate I am the light of the world to that time of year. Um, But we're, we're talking about the I am's that Jesus said. And um, so I've got, I am the light of the world. And I've been so blessed reading the scriptures. And, you know, sometimes you think, you could just put the scriptures up there and sit down because they say so much. So there's going to be a lot of scriptures up there. And I hope that's all right with you. I want to talk about three things. Jesus, the light of the world. Number two. The light of God that we need to walk in as Christians. And number three, the darkness that is inferior to the light. Amen? And just see what the Bible has to say about all those things. So first of all, I want to talk about Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus, you know, Jesus is just so wonderful, isn't he? He's our redeemer. He's our saviour. He's the lover of our souls. We just sang this morning. I love those songs. I just, just loved the worship this morning. Jesus, lover of our soul. Um, now, the Apostle John writes about Jesus in quite a different way from the other Gospels. You've got Mark, Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They talk about Jesus. They talk about the things he said. They talk about the miracles he did, the places he went to. John takes it in a little bit of a different way, the the Apostle John, both in his gospel and his letter. And it's as if he steps back and sees Jesus' time from an eternal perspective, doesn't he? I'd encourage you to read. Someone, some great preacher said to us when, uh, or he was asked a question, what should we read in the Bible? And he said, read John. If you, if you struggle to know what to read, read John. Read John's gospel and read John's epistle, John's letter. So perhaps that's for someone to do. But let's read from John chapter 1, starting at verse 4, shall we? The Word gave life to everything. Now, who's the Word? Yeah, if you didn't know, the Word is Jesus, okay? So John chapter 1, verse 4, the Word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Say that together. The darkness can never extinguish it. Amen. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Praise God. That's what John, that's what I mean about John. He talks about Jesus from an eternal perspective before he even turned up on the earth. Now, God told many prophets that a light was coming, 
And you'll read, as I say, Christmas, we usually pick them up. But even Simeon in the temple said, this is a light to light up the Gentiles. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, um, prophesied. But John, you imagine John saying these things. I'm, I'm, bring, I'm talking about the light that's going to come. And then he saw Jesus. And he said, Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I've seen him. He's here. What a wonderful thing. He saw the person he was prophesying about, the light of the world. Praise God. Now, Jesus was regularly preaching in the temple, as you know, saying things like, if anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. We heard from Kathy the other day when uh, he fed the 5,000s, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. They kept trying to find excuses to arrest him. And in, in, John, in John, he just intervened in the woman caught in adultery. And there was even, I found this out yesterday, there was a ceremony in the temple during the Feast of Tabernacles called the Illumination of the Temple, where lots of lights were lit in the temple. And then Jesus makes this big proclamation in John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more because he was, he was always preaching and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. What wonderful words are these? If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Turn to the person next to you and say, if you follow him, you won't have to walk in darkness. Amen. Not just believe in him, but are you following him? Are you following Jesus? Amen. Praise God. Some people are. Now, I just want to jump to a scripture that I found in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. And it says this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God. Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, and they are unable to see this glorious light. Do you know that? Do you know, I just want to take a few moments here. I know this is unusual, but I want you to think about people who come into your mind when you think about that. They just can't see the glorious light of the good news. They just can't understand. They can't seem to hear. They're blinded. Does anyone like that come to mind that you're perhaps praying for, perhaps you're speaking to, you're witnessing to? Family, neighbors. Let's just hold them in your minds. I'm just going to pray for them. Lord, I thank you for your word that says... Satan, who's the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe and they're unable to see your light. And I just lift these people to you right now. 
those we hold in our minds and hearts, those we want to see have this revelation of the light of the world, to come upon them, Lord, and to take away their blindness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you know, when Jesus declared who he was in John chapter 8, it wasn't like a revelation. From now on, I'm the light of the world. It wasn't like that because he always knew who he was. He's always been the light of the world before the world was created. You know, he didn't have to keep declaring who he was either. You know, I often think of, I like uh, police shows, you know, police programs. And, uh, you know, they come across a criminal and the criminal's all cocky and, you know, and then they get their warrant card out to say they're a policeman, you know, and the criminal's all, you know. It's not like that. Jesus doesn't have to say to people, I'm the light of the world, and then they go, oh, wow. You know, he knew who he was. They knew who he was. You know, legion, do you remember legion? It was full of devils. Jesus didn't have to say to him, legion, I'm the light of the world. He only just had to go near legion. And the darkness in legion knew exactly who he was. He knew exactly who he was because there's light and darkness. Darkness recognizes light. Do you know that? Darkness recognizes light. doesn't have to be told. And that's true for us. I'm not going to talk about we are the light of the world. That's another subject. I want to talk about Jesus today. But Jesus in us will often produce a reaction from people uh, they don't know why. They don't know why. We don't know why. But it's often darkness against light. I've come across this many times. People you've never met before, they'll dislike you for no reason. Have you ever come across that? In your work, perhaps, in, even in school or your neighbor, that you'll meet someone and they instantly dislike you. You can sometimes see in their face a dislike, they've never met you. They, they don't know why they don't like you. You don't know why they don't like you. And I think it's this. Darkness recognizes light. The spirit in some people reacts against the spirit in you. The light that's in you, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say, well, I'm a Christian. Darkness recognizes light. And what, would, what did we repeat before? The darkness can't overcome the light. Praise God. Your light will never be overcome because of Jesus. Number two, the light of God we need to walk in as Christians. Luke 11, verse 34. Jesus said, this, this is great. Jesus said, Jesus said, you know when you read Jesus said, Take notice. These aren't man's ideas. This is God Almighty speaking. This is Jesus, the Savior of the world. Jesus said, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, or some versions say single, your whole body is filled with light. But when it's unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, 
then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. What amazing scriptures is that? If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. You know, uh, I, Dave will often give a testimony. Um, you've probably heard it before, but I know for him, he had, when he was a young man, before he met me, he was, uh, his life was, was going in a certain direction. He was into art. He was studying art. He was going to go abroad doing his art, and that's what he was going to do. Still was a Christian, still loved God, still, you know, served him. But his life was set in a certain direction. And then one day, he wasn't well, he was in bed, ill, and, and he got up out of his bed and he had a dramatic experience, dramatic experience, where God touched him and he fell to the floor. And God said these words, this very scripture, Dave, if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. And Dave said, Lord, what, what are you saying to me? What God was saying is, look, forget the art. I want to refocus your life. You know, if your eye is single, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be filled with light. Praise God. It said, radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. Is that you? Are we? Are we? I'll say we. Are we radiant as though a floodlight we're filling you with light. Jesus was. Jesus was the light of the world. That's why he got such a reaction when he went out everywhere. People didn't like him. The Pharisees tried to kill him. The uh, demons tried to shout out at him because he was like a floodlight, full of light. Are we? Are we? The scriptures just said, are you filled with light with no dark corners? It's a challenge, isn't it? Have you allowed God to fill your whole life? Are you holding something back? Are there areas of your life you've never allowed God into? Dark corners. You know, perhaps that's why. Have you ever asked yourself, why haven't I grown as a Christian? You know, why am I not making progress? Could it be that there's areas in your life that you've never given to God, a dark corner. Let's look at this in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. As I say, there's so many scriptures because they speak for themselves. Now, this time, Paul the Apostle said, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not ourselves. Praise God, who feels like a fragile clay jar? Or what does the, uh, what's the old version said? Um, earthen vessels calls ourselves, we're just earthen vessels. We're like fragile, I like fragile clay jars. Who feels like a fragile clay jar sometimes? Think, okay, Lord, uh, you know, I know you're in me, but the actual vessel's pretty... <laughs> You know, it's, got a, it's pretty fragile, really. 
Someone said once that light with a fragile clay jar, it shines through the cracks. If your fragile clay jar you feel is full of cracks, well, don't worry, because the light shines through the cracks. We're just a fragile clay jar. The important thing is the light in the jar. Amen. Never mind the cracks. Have you got the light? Never mind the cracks. We focus so much on the cracks. Never mind the cracks. Have you got the light? You know, it says really the power, where is it? This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. You know, we must never, th- I, mean, I know I'm saying this a lot, but we must never think the great power is us. You know, the sad thing is, as we go through many years of, of uh, perhaps a ministry and mixing with people, we, we come across people who've forgotten this. They've suddenly made a decision. The power's about them. Sad. The power's never about us. It's about the light that's within us. We are fragile clay jars, but that does not diminish the power of God working through us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Third thing, not going to be too long. I really want to pray for people. I want people to be prayed for today. And the last point is this. The darkness that is inferior to the light. Amen. The darkness is inferior to the light. You know, we were away last weekend. We were in a place called Burnham-on-Sea. Uh, which is like a little seaside village near Western Supermare, on below Bristol, a long way. And um, uh, anyway, cut a long story short, we our hosts, um, who usually look after Dave, uh, they've got a cat. Now Dave's allergic to cats, so they put us in a little guest house, which was very nice. It was like a bed and breakfast, although we didn't have breakfast. A little guest house, and. Um, I don't know about you, but for us, we often leave a light on at night. Um, If you don't leave a light on at night and you get up, I know this is the obvious is, you bump into things because you can't see. Is that true? Unless you're familiar, you see, if you're familiar with your bedroom, if you get up in the dark, you know, you're not too bad. But if you get up in an unfamiliar place, you bump into things because you can't see. The thing about being in darkness is you can't see. Does anyone feel that describes their spiritual life? When I was praying about this, I just felt that some people think that their spiritual life is like a dark, just like a dark room. It's like a dark room. They know the Lord. They've believed in the Lord. They've received him as their savior. But you just feel like it's a dark room, a big, dark space. Other people will testify. Other people will say, oh, they've heard God, but it doesn't happen for you. Because you just feel your spiritual life is a big, dark space. I think there are people in this room who feel like that. They feel like, 
I can't describe it because that's what I just feel the Lord said. Do you feel like your spiritual life is a big, dark space? Listen to this. In Jesus. Why did I bring Burnham up? Because when we got up in the night and there was no light there, you bump into things. I don't think you were listening there, Dave. Does, does anyone know about that story? Does that, have I missed a bit out? Yeah, thank you, Margaret. Yeah, you see, they were listening, Dave. So I, I think there's people who feel their spiritual life is just like a big dark space. That's what I feel the Lord said to me. Listen to Jesus' words again in John chapter 8. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Praise God. That's a promise. Why do people sometimes feel this way? It might be because you've never really let the light of the world have free access to all over your life. You might need to be set free. You might be walking in darkness. It might be that you choose to keep certain areas of your life in the dark. Things that nobody knows about. Dark choices. You might have made dark choices that no one but you knows about. Now, when I was a young person, I was, say I was about 14, and I'd really started to, uh, really started to get to know uh, Jesus in the Holy Spirit, really. I was about 14, and I had this friend and uh, she was a bit older than me, but we, used, we were really hungry for God. We used to meet in each other's bedrooms and pray. We used to pray for each other. Sometimes we pray all night. We lived around the corner from each other. And uh, we were just, we, oh, it was a marvelous time, really. We, we didn't know a lot. We used to pray for one another. And I'd been involved in, in slightly, innocently, slightly involved in things of the occult innocently I didn't realize they were wrong and um, uh, I'd also had pictures on my walls of, of all sorts and anyway we started to pray and the more we prayed the more the Lord would say sort that out sort that out sort that out and we pray for each other and we uh, it was a wonderful time and one day God said to me we were praying in my bedroom might have been in the middle of the night and uh, I was 14, and I liked a certain pop star, certain uh, film star, as you do, as you did. Well, I did. I don't know what this generation does. And I'd pinned hundreds of pictures of him all around my room. Hundreds, absolutely hundreds. And uh, they'd been there years, and I'd followed this fella and, you know, thought nothing of it. And uh, when, when we were praying, God said to me, we used to take them down. And so I thought, well, all right. And he said, now. So in the middle of the night, I said to my friend, I think God wants me to take these pictures down. She said, okay, I'll help you. And we started. It must have taken us a good hour because there were hundreds of little ones, big ones. You know, they, they covered every bit of wallpaper in the room. And so I took them down and then we carried on praying. 
And I can testify that when we prayed after I'd done that, something just lifted right off me. It just lifted right off me now. I wasn't prayed for deliverance. I didn't have, like, the leaders of the church come and shout over me. It was me and my friend. But as I did what God said, things were just lifting off. And as I say, I had been involved in some dark things by accident when I was a younger child. And as I carried on, God just lifted stuff, lifted stuff, lifted stuff. Have you got anything in your house that's offending God? I could say idols. For me, it was like a pop idol. But sometimes we've got stuff in our house that we need to get rid of. I don't know what it is. It might be pictures. I think things could come into your mind right now. Pictures. Could be statues. Could be stuff from the past. Could be stuff, could be records. Could be stuff that, that is another era in your life and you've just left it. And God might be saying to you, if you want to walk in the light, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get it out your house. Get it in the bin. Get it in the skip. Move it out the way. Sort it out. Address it. It could be a reason why there's a, an area of darkness in your life that's stumbling you. Get rid of it and don't get it back in. Amen. Let's read in this 1 John chapter 1. God will speak to you, you know. You might want to write it down. If God puts something on your heart that you've got to tackle, tackle it. Don't let, leave it till next week. Go home and put it in the bin. John 1, 1 John, this is the letter of John. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. This is the message we heard from Jesus. And now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Verse 7, but if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, they are Jan, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Are you walking in the light this morning? Are you living in the light? You know, um, I was thinking about masks, you know. We says we have fellowship with each other. You know, when you come to church, come as yourself. Just come as yourself. You know, if we come with a mask on, if we come with a pretense of a person we think everyone wants to meet, we won't really have true fellowship. We need to be ourselves, warts and all, fragile clay jars. We all share the fact that we're fragile clay jars, but the light is within us. Let, let's not pretend. Let's be transparent with each other, shall we? We've got to live or walk in the light every day, not let hidden things cloud our lives. If you've got hidden things, well, have a think about how you're going to sort it out. It might be big. I can't give it just a little glib answer. Sin brings darkness, 
Unforgiveness brings darkness. Self-interest, pride, deceit bring darkness. Secret sins, unresolved conflicts. You know what the Lord said to me? It's like when one of those things happens, it's like closing the curtains. Each time you don't forgive someone, each time you indulge in a secret sin, it's like closing the curtains. And before long, you'll have a dark house. Your whole house will be in darkness because one by one you've closed the curtains. You've not dealt with issues. It's like closing the curtains one window at a time. Have you allowed things to close the curtains? It's our responsibility to walk in the light, isn't it? Walk in the light. Let me say again, the thing about darkness is you can't see. How's your vision? How's your vision this morning? you need prayer we can pray for you I'm I feel at the end of this to invite people who feel that they need someone to pray for them come forward and let the leaders pray for you for Jesus to flood your soul with light perhaps you just need to make a few decisions and perhaps the best thing to you is to make yourself accountable to someone you know if you're struggling with temptation if you're struggling with things you know is leading you off course, speak to someone you trust. Speak to someone who will never op- share th- with anyone and say, can you just prod me and ask me how I'm getting on? Because I want to make myself accountable so I can keep walking in the light. Perhaps you just need to open up to God again in a fresh way. And let his Holy Spirit wash stuff away. Do you just need to let the Holy Spirit just wash stuff away this morning? Just wash it away and get those curtains open. Get the curtains open. They're telling us with this climate thing, aren't we? Aren't they? They say, open the curtains, open the windows, let the fresh air in. Perhaps you just need to open the curtains. Sort stuff out this morning and walk out of here in the light. I think there are people here who've left the curtains closed for many years. Do you know what I mean by that? Or am I, is that too? I think there are people here who close the curtains and they've left them closed and they wonder why they can't see. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Praise God. I'm finished now. I've just got one more scripture, which I think is wonderful. And it's from Revelation. And I want, I want you to just imagine that the world, the earth, the heaven has been rolled up like a scroll, that we're all with the Lord, that uh, everything's different. And we can see the city of God coming down like a new Jerusalem from Revelation. And it says this, verse 23 in chapter 21. I think this is wonderful. And the city has no need of sun or moon. For the glory of God 
illuminates the city and the lamb is its light. The nations will walk in its light and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day because there is no night there. And at the end, when we're all with him, Jesus is the only light we need. That's how bright he is. That's how bright he is. Jesus is going to be the light there. There won't need to be any more lights. That's how bright he is. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, that's how bright he is. Bright enough to light up the whole world. Bright enough to dispel all the darkness that you're feeling. Bright enough to dispel the darkness that's in your heart and mind. Bright enough to dispel all the lies that the enemy has told you. Where you've closed yourself off. I don't know if you can see that. That candle has kept burning the whole time. Jesus... His light will never go out. Let's just pray, shall we? I know we've got a barbecue at the end of this, and it's not quite half past 12, but I just do believe that we need to give opportunity to pray for people. As Dave's here at the front, Kathy's here at the front. If you want prayer... Because you want the light of Christ to flood your soul again. Or perhaps for the first time. I want you to come for prayer. And let the light shine in your heart strongly again. I'd just like to invite uh, John and the music team up. As we sing, if you want prayer for anything... Come forward and ask the leaders to pray. You might feel you need setting free, that the darkness has got such a hold on you, you can't get out of it. You can't break it yourself. You've tried everything, but your room is still a dark place. And sometimes it needs someone to pray and come against that darkness in Jesus' name. If you need prayer like that, you come forward while we're singing this song. Lord, I pray for every person in this room. I pray that the glorious light of Jesus Christ would shine in our hearts, Lord. Oh, Lord, illuminate our minds and our soul. We lift off, we break out of things that have been sitting on us. Lord, we repent of allowing the darkness to rule. Lord, I just pray for those who have things in their homes that they need to go home and throw in the bin. I pray, help us with that, Lord. Help us to be proactive in saying no to things that have a hold on us. Thank you, Lord, that the darkness is inferior to the light. And we just come against any strategy of the enemy over every person in this room. We come against it in Jesus' name and say you have no place. The light is greater than...
than the darkness. And we pray you set people free this morning, Lord. Set them free from bondages that have kept them bound for years. Lord, there'd be freedom in your house today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks, John.